So welcome to episode two of the Elite Body and Performance Podcast. And today we're going to be covering the 10 fat loss secrets that I wish I knew seven years ago. So I'm your host, Reese Hallard, the expert in helping creative professionals build an unstoppable physique and as a byproduct, help them thrive within the workplace. Now, before we get into today, that these 10 fat loss secrets are what I like to call the fundamentals. So before we kickstart a fat loss transformation, we always want to lay the foundations. So what this means is that the bricks to the house. So we don't want to kind of take a deep dive into the confusing advanced techniques. We want to make sure we have our fundamentals laid and the simple stuff nailed before we then start delving into advanced techniques, meal plans and all this kind of fun stuff. So kicking it off straight away with number one of the 10 fat loss secrets I wish I knew seven years ago is the most simplest one, but also the most important one. And that is a calorie deficit. It's just starting off so, so simply because fundamentally uh, you know scientifically this is the only way we drop body fat okay so the way that we achieve a calorie deficit is we burn more calories than we intake okay so negative energy balance so we're burning more calories than we intake and the following nine secrets are going to help you achieve just this so i thought it'd be quite useful to describe to you how we drop body fat okay so there's four ways in which we burn calories BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. So this is the calories that we just kind of burn at rest. Then you got TEF, thermic effect of food. This is the calories that we burn through digestion. You got EAT, which is exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the amount of calories that you burn through planned activity. So going to the gym or going for a run or whatever it may now be. And last but not least, we've got NEAT, NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis and this is going to be secret number two neat the last one now the reason this is secret number two is it's something that's so overlooked but so powerful and that's just generally keeping active generally keeping a very active lifestyle so hitting your steps effectively and you hear coaches waffle about this all the time and you're probably rolling your eyes right now thinking for a second another fuck we're talking about steps Yes, absolutely, because it is such a game changer when it comes to reaching an overall transformation. And when people say, Reese, what's the magic number? Um, the first thing is there isn't a magic number. You know, the more, the better. It's not like, you know, you get to like magic 10K steps and your body fat goes right and fuck it off now, see you later. It's not the case. You know, it, it is the more, the better. Don't get me wrong, especially with the career-driven uh, professionals that we work with, you know, it's all well and good saying, yeah, let's go for 15, 20,000 steps. But sometimes you don't have the luxury in time to do so so it's just controlling them as best as possible and working them within your lifestyle and setting non-negotiable times to hit your steps so to give you an example each and every morning i start my day with a 30 minute walk so i shove a podcast in i don't listen to myself don't worry uh, but i shove a podcast sometimes do. i shove a podcast in and i just go and get some steps in whilst hydrating come back have a coffee read my book simple okay so that's my non-negotiable so i always kickstart my day with four thousand steps so just having something as non-negotiable in with your steps would be really powerful. Okay, secret number three, protein. And this one is something that people always think, right, you know, protein is so important when you're trying to gain muscle, but it's very often overlooked that when we're trying to drop body fat, the importance of protein. Okay, the first one is the protein's thermic effect of food. So the amount of calories that we burn through digestion with the macronutrient protein is incredible. Okay. 20 to 30% of our protein calories will be burnt through digestion on average, which means if you have a hundred protein calories, 
you're burning 20 to 30 of those calories through digestion. Then you've got fats, which is about 5 to 10%, and carbs, which is about 10 to 15%. So a high-protein diet allows you to burn more calories through digestion. Then you have um, the recovery aspect. So ultimately, when we're training, we need to be looking after recovery. And this is when it comes to the difference of training hard and training smart. Okay, if we're recovering well, we're then going to be able to hit each workout with a higher intensity. Because if our recovery is bad, our intensity drops or how hard we work in our workouts and our frequency will also take a hit. So the amount of times we get to the gym. If you wake up in the morning and feel like you've been hit by a bus, the likelihood of you getting to the gym is going to be pretty damn slim. And if you're going to go, it's going to be of an awful intensity. So, you know, this is where, you know, the, the wide range of things come into play. So, you know, you sleep, water and so forth, but we'll be coming on to that. But just from a protein aspect, it is going to be really, really key for us to repair the muscle tissue with protein after a workout. Then we have protecting the muscle tissue. You know, one thing that people forget about when we're trying to drop body fat is your muscle tissue is vulnerable. We can drop body fat, but just as easily, we can drop muscle tissue as well. So if we're having enough protein alongside sleep and resistance training, we can protect our muscle tissue. So when we drop down body fat, we still have like the curves and shape effectively that we want. The last thing that you now want to do is drop an abundance of body fat, but also drop too much muscle. So you get to a point where you go, all right, I'm happy with where my body fat is, but I feel a bit skinny. I've lost my curves. I don't have any shape anymore. So it's super important to protect the muscle tissue and protein is a big one for that. And also it's satiating. Now, what this means is it keeps us fuller for a longer period of time. No matter what anybody says, you being slightly hungry in a deficit is normal. It's kind of the point, you know, but if we're too hungry and appetite's too high, you will not be able to stick to your numbers. And I'm not saying you should be hungry all the time, but slight hunger is okay but not too much. And if we have a high protein diet, it just means that we're going to be reducing our appetite and making hitting our dieting numbers, our calories a lot easier. So as a rule of thumb, just aim for one gram per pound of body weight protein. That is tough to hit at the beginning, but again, just finding your bearings and working towards these targets are key. Number four is going to be weight training. Okay. So we have a big kind of toss up between cardio and weights. You know, if I'm trying to drop body fat, surely cardio is the most important thing in the world. No, no, it's not. Now, the reason being is we want to get your cardio through steps, your meats, your non exercise activity, thermogenesis. But when it comes to us building a rock solid physique, weight training is the key and weight training is your priority because if we prioritize cardio the likelihood is you're then going to lose the muscle tissue as well so we drop body fat and muscle okay and it's not to say that you shouldn't have elements of cardio because the heart is a muscle as well we need to look after and, and train so for me personally i like to do cardio you know but if you don't enjoy cardio getting cardio through steps is okay but prioritizing your weight training as your training method is the key. Now, if you have a nice mix between a bit of uh, cardio and a bit of weight training, that's great, but just make sure there is at least an element of weight training within and, and prioritize within your journey if physique is your priority goal. Then the next one is hydration. So fun fact, 37% of us have weak thirst signals. Okay, now what this means is we often mistake hunger for thirst. So a lot of the time when we're thirsty and dehydrated, we look into food to fill that void. When a lot of the time we just need water and hydration. And you're probably going to roll your eyes here again, but when people go, oh, you're hungry, just have a glass of water and wait 20 minutes. You're thinking, fuck off, I'm hungry, I want some food. But at the same time, 
to a degree, it's true, okay? And don't get me wrong, you can ride hunger waves and they do come in, come in drips and drabs and so forth. But if we stretch, stay hydrated, we will reduce our appetite. And that's not to mention the importance of it when we look at recovery, health, and so forth as well. Then we've got stress management, okay? And one thing we need to bear in mind as well is when we're stressed, our appetite will increase. We um, release a hormone cortisol, which increases our water retention, which means we weigh more on the scales, which will have a direct byproduct to your motivation and therefore potentially reduce your motivation and make you give up across your journey. I've seen it 101 times. So controlling cortisol will reduce the amount of water we're retaining and therefore make sure the scales are not shooting up and, and demotivating us. And that has like a direct kind of segue into energy management as well. You know, it's super important for us to manage our energy. Put it this way. Have you ever had one of those days where you feel like you could just run through a brick wall? You know, you, you get up in the morning, you have a good workout, your nutrition is great after, and you just feel unstoppable. What if you could have that every single day? Would you agree with me that your targets would be easy to hit? You know, you enjoy the journey and stay consistent. But then if we flip that on its head, and you get, you probably have one of those days where you wake up in the morning, you're just tired, lethargic, you can't be asked to get up or go to the gym and you just want to take away, you know, don't care what food you have, you just need food and targets, you don't give a fuck about them. So this is where it's super important to make sure our energy management's in a good place. We're not running ourselves into the ground with overtraining or in too deep of a deficit. Okay, so, and our recovery is on point. These are really, really important. Then we've got sleep. Okay, so the next secret is sleep. This has a direct impact to your recovery, your appetite, your sanity, your muscle tissue. Um, and also what we're going to find is if we're lacking sleep, we're going to be very tired, lethargic, hungry. You know, our will to get to the gym will go down. We won't really feel like it. You know, we'll do things at 50%. We'll get them motivated and go back to square one again. So we need to control sleep. Again, we want to try and look at going for seven to nine hours of sleep per night as, as a healthy adult. Okay. The next one is progress tracking. This one is so often overlooked, but it's an absolute game changer for making sure that we are going where we need to go. Because the last thing you want to do is hit a plateau and not realize until three months down the line, you look back and go, oh my God, I don't actually think I've made any progress. You're tracking progress. You can notice and bust through plateaus straight away. So the kind of progress that we need to track is your strength. So are we progressively overloading in the gym? Are you getting stronger each session each week in the gym? Progress photos. Are you weekly and analyzing your progress photos and making sure there's changes and you get where you need to go? And that's not me saying every single week you should look for a change, but over three, four, five, six weeks, you should slowly start to see some incremental changes. Body weight. Are we looking to potentially drop, you know, 1% of our body weight per week? Or are we quite stagnant? And again, you know, it's important when we're taking body weight to understand fluctuation. And because of that, I always recommend you weigh yourself daily. Yes, daily. And I know a lot of people are probably pausing this and, and, and canceling me, but hear me out. Now, you're going to see a lot of influencers and a lot of people along these lines going, no, you, sh you shouldn't weigh yourself at all. Throw your scales in a bin. But weight, body weight is a really, really powerful tool to understand if we're going where we need to go. It's not the only tool. You know, if your progress photos are changing, I've seen it where, you know, you could be recomping really well where you're either a beginner or you're retraining and you're developing a bit of muscle tissue, wash off your body fat and so forth, but it's unlikely. Okay. And if we're taking our body weight daily and taking the average across the week as that week's weight, then it's going to be the most accurate way to do it because we're going to fluctuate all over the place. And if we weigh in weekly and we weigh in on a fluctuation and we make changes off that fluctuated weight, 
it's going to be super inaccurate and you're not going to be solidifying your results effectively because you know it could be time of the month carbohydrate intake which makes us store more water and therefore make us heavier you know but carbs are great carbs are a friend um and then you've got little things like you know sleep digestion when you last ate your last meal if you need a toilet you know all these kind of things kind of play a part as well then you've got your energy you know your mood your libido which is your sex drive you know your work performance how are all of these different things and they're definitely progress markers to track then we've got enjoyment and this one is so often overlooked you know if we do not enjoy the process i promise you you'll get two maybe three weeks in and think oh, i can't do this anymore you know i don't enjoy it i'm just gonna go back to square one blame myself and then go again in a couple of weeks time so making sure that you enjoy the process is such a key and it's so cliche it's so cliche but as soon as you you know completely avoid social events you restrict yourself of all your favorite foods you're going to get to that point where you go i can't keep this up any longer i don't enjoy it and then you're just going to end up giving up so making sure you are still attending social events and managing them or you're involved in your favorite foods and then around a lifestyle that helps you get results these kind of things are super super important and then last but not least the most important one action and it's again it's so cliche but i think napoleon hill said it best where action is a true measure of intelligence and us our ability to take action on something is going to be the driving force for a result because you can look at the the previous nine secrets if you do not action them you will not get a result so action is the most important thing taking everything that i just said and putting it into action is the key so I think that's a great way for us to finish this one, just to, to kind of segue into the back end of this podcast with the word action. So my question to you now is going to be, what are you going to do to take action? You know, how are you going to action in previous nine? Because if you do, you'll get a result. That's about a shadow of a doubt. Okay. So hey, look, if you need a little bit of help with the action side of things, just shoot me across a, a DM over on my Instagram at HelloFit with the word action. I'll know what that means and we can have a chat. But ultimately, use these nine, well, use these 10 secrets implement them and we'll get an unbelievable result off the back end of it and you'll also see as a byproduct your relationships mood work um professional life and so forth will therefore skyrocket as well and then once you get these nailed you can then move on to the more advanced techniques but these 10 are the absolute keys the foundations the fundamentals before moving on to the more advanced stuff so guys i hope this helps if you feel like you took some value please do share your stories and tag me but for the meantime thank you for spending some time with me today and i look forward to speaking with you in episode three.